If you like Film Sack, consider supporting the Frog Pants Network at patreon.com slash frogpants. Do not be alarmed. You have been traveling suspended in the Merrill Becker 3000 Emergency Space Shuttle. For your comfort, you have been given a mild cryogenic, which will wear off in a couple of minutes. Do not panic. An emergency homing device has been automatically triggered to ensure your safe retrieval. If you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't. This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 407. And uh, we're mining the very depths, <laughs> depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. Join with me today, Brian, Super Nintendo Chalmers Dunaway. Oh, yes, I am electronic. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we jump our space jalopy into the future past the 22nd century by slingshotting back into the 80s to watch some movie that looks and sounds like it was made for TV, but for some brain works beyond my comprehension, ended up in the theater. In 3D, which we didn't watch that version because apparently it can't, which is fine because I don't need that because I already had to sandblast my eyes like Vin Diesel in pitch black. (laughs) You can't unsee some of this crap. Anywho, what movie am I talking about? Why is Space Hunter Adventures in the Friend Zone? Despite eventually landing (laughs) top billing on subsequent subsequent releases of this film on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, what, no laser disc? Molly Ringwald can't seem to get the womanly attention she needs from swashbuckler lead peter strauss i think that's what's going on anyway in fact no one in this movie can get the love they want or need it's probably pretty generous to think anyone in this movie deserves even the friend zone so perhaps the title of forbidden zone is more accurate so i stand corrected hey what's that over there is that the molotov kids we represent the molotov kids the molotov kids the molotov kids and in the name of the Molotov kids, we wish you and welcome you to Nightmare Land. La 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 la. Hey, don't skiz my intro, you scroties. No, ma'am. Skiz my intro. Skiz. All right. You scroties. Well done. Can't wait to get into some of the details of everything you just said. Also with us, Randy Melt When Broken Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian, Brian. Randy. This is not fair. It's not fair. You're 20 years older than me, and you're stronger than me, and you have a spaceship, and I'm just a teenager who doesn't even know how to use shampoo, and oh my god, look at how good my hair naturally looks. Wow. Even though I've been living in a wasteland for years, guys, look at my hair. Wow. I guess I do have special powers like Luke Skywalker did. (laughs) I have the power of looking really good. And now that I think about it, so do you, Mr. Older Man. Let's make it awkward. Okay, okay. Let's make it even more awkward than it's been this whole time. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, She's a lady, turns out, once you put her in the river. 
Uh, uh, finally with us, Brian, who let the overdogs out? Ibit. <laughs> woof, woof. By the way, uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers was my Twitter post. Oh, no. So I'm oh, going nice. to be writing a new one during the No, show. keep it. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> Oops. Hey, welcome back to VH1, where we're counting down the 20 biggest blockers in science fiction movie history. Before the break, we looked at number four on the list, Jake Busey. And now we're down to the top three. Coming in at number three, it's a guy who will keep you from romancing the replicant love of your life, Roy Batty. This guy will make your amorous emotions disappear like tears in rain. Time to die, said your libido. Am I right? (laughs) Number two on the countdown is a new addition to the list. It's Molly Ringwald's character, Nikki, from Space Hunter 3D Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. You may have just rescued three babes who look like they took an escape pod directly from a Robert Palmer music video, but before you and Ernie Hudson can evenly distribute the spoils of war... If you know what I mean. Nikki is there to remind you that she still needs a ride to the trampoline park on Perseid 6. Womp womp. <laughs> and number one for 45 years running, C-3PO. Big shock. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, man. I don't even know I feel to... like we're all on the same page. Uh, listen. <laughs> really not, not, I don't, I don't think cool. since... Yeah, I can't think we since did. it's Crawl have we been on the same page so much. Well, we did watch the same movie. I yeah. mean... But we like, all picked the one thing, which is the Molly right. Ringwald uh, Captain Wolf dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's what the movie's about, right? Right? Yeah, Somebody tell me that's what the movie's about. Well, it's, about it's about Thunder Tunnel. Thunder Tunnel. Thunder yeah. Tunnels. It's about... Um, it's, it's Look, it's about... It's the 80s, and we need to Star Wars-like, but also maybe some Mad Max stuff thrown in there. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, everybody. And then they made this. Look, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to stand in front of any number of people and say that Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone is a good movie. I am going to, though, say that I had more fun with this than I have a film sack movie in a very long time. I really had a ball watching it. It's super dumb, incredibly derivative, in some ways amazingly uh, detailed and made. Like I think oh, that the ex- yeah the costuming and the and the props and all that stuff is <laughs> so much detail. It's crazy yeah. how Scott, far they go. The, did you have the I can imagine I, how many I, junkyards I, they had to raid to make those costumes? Yeah, I'm kidding. It, there's this feeling I had, and you, I don't get it very often anymore. And I wonder if you did, Scott, where it's like you're watching this, you're going, "How had if I not watched this? How was this not like oh, totally. ever a thing that was in my life and multiples of it? Like there's." I'm shocked there weren't sequels. Yeah, no, I honestly, I would have. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. I felt that way during this because as a kid, I would have lost my mind. I would have thought this I was so great. I don't oh understand why this oh, was not. Oh, a, no. I don't understand. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I saw this when I was 14. Yeah. No, oh, nice. it, this, this we saw it. I saw it in theaters in 3D and we were laughing like my uncle and I were laughing coming out of the theater, like replaying lines like undress her. No, slowly. <laughs> and so, so even as a fourteen-year-old, I didn't think this was this was like all I consider. Come on, this came out. This came out after Empire Strikes Back. This came out after so much good sci-fi that we still yeah. know and love today. That eh, the the cracks were showing back then too. I guess well, so. Was, I mean, the, were, the reason yeah. we we had a low bar because it was it was three D, and that's we were kind of going through a little resurgence of three D in in nineteen eighty three, and so we was willing to watch just about anything. Did you I mean, see it in three D a bit? Did you was it in three D at the theater? It was in three D at the theater. Okay. Yeah, right. this I think was the first. Actually, this was definitely the first three D movie I ever seen in the theater, and mm-hmm. um and 
it was it was going to be the one for a long time because I can't remember the next 3D movie I saw in theaters. It might not have been until the the 90s resurgence of 3D. Mm, right. Did we have a resurgence in the 90s? I don't remember. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. Very small one. Yeah. I, like um, I avoided that too. Huh. Wasn't there a Friday the 13th in 3D? So that or? that no, was in 1982. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I, so no, it wasn't that one then. It was it was some horror thing in 3D. It, this this caused horror me always to, does that. Yeah, this caused me to look up the '80s, the '80s rave. Like, what were the movies in the '80s that were in 3D that were a big deal, so to speak? Yeah. Big deal mm-hmm. is really in air quotes. Yeah. And uh, the <laughs> list includes Jaws 3D. Yes. Uh, it includes Treasure of the Four Crowns, which guys, we have to film sack this movie if sure. we can ever find it. Yeah. Treasure of the Four Crowns. Seriously, yeah. uh, there was an Amityville 3D. Uh, and and then the one that really stuck with me that I I now remember but I had forgotten oh. for a long time, Parasite. Mm. The movie Parasite no. was in 3D. I don't, don't remember Parasite at all. Yeah, I don't remember Parasite at all. By the way, the Treasure of the uh, Four Crowns is what my dentist refers to as my mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what, actually, that's what he refers to as a swimming pool. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. Give Give me a moment here. Parasite is exact. You know, as you as you would guess, it's a, a science fiction horror film. It's set in a dystopian post-apocalyptic future what? in which the United States has been taken over by a criminal organization and who unwittingly creates an uncontrollable deadly parasite and sets it loose on the population. It features Demi Moore in her first major film. Yes. And no one else that you've ever that you've Check ever mark. heard of. Yeah, that's all we that, need. That actually sounds better than I was imagining. Yeah. 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 It sounds all right. I'm sure it's horrible. I'm sure it's absolutely <laughs> terrible, and I can't and, wait to see it. Yeah. And I found out it was uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare was what I saw in 3D in, in okay. 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah, early 90s. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we wouldn't really get anything again until, like, what, like uh, the, the mid-aughts, uh, 2009. Yeah, was it like Clash of the Titans and all that stuff? Maybe. That, uh, there was, like, yeah. uh, well. Avatar see, brought all it back. I mean, Yeah, Cameron. Avatar in 2009 mm-hmm. was your big one. I don't think yeah. Clash of the Titans was till like, 2013 or something. Yeah, yeah. Or 12 um, or something. Cameron, Cameron uh, brought were, all that back in. Yeah. It seemed to me that that, that whole craze uh, kind of started with, with uh, the Polar Express and Beowulf, and I'm telling you, man, Beowulf has not aged well. It didn't Ooh. age well the day I saw it, which was the weekend it opened. I thought it looked like poo then. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Oh, that did look that looked yeah, horrible was, even in 2D. We watched that at home. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure. He... Actually, I'm sure it's better in 3D than 2D. I'll yeah. bet you Beowulf is better. I'm not Maybe, sure he, uh... he ever figured out his animation stuff with that and the the Polar Express and all that stuff. Everything looked weird. None of that looked right. I still like Polar Express, so I mean that's like saying I, I mean there's a lot of stuff that looks weird but still sticks with you. Yeah, it's I my like favorite Polar zombie I've movie. Seen, I love it. <laughs> I've right. only seen clips of uh, Polar Express. I've actually never sat through the whole thing, but the clips, you know, the clips are, look creepy enough. I mean, is there? Have, do you, does it feel less creepy? <laughs> oh no, it doesn't feel less. It, it doesn't feel creepy at all to me, especially as a holiday movie. I mean, all just about most of the big holiday movies. And shows and specials are always this unique animation all the way back from Rudolph. And uh, mm-hmm. I love all of the other reindeer, which is kind of almost like oh, a paper so cutout kind of thing. That's I love so those good. Styles. You know what? Yeah. I, 3D, 3D actually works if it's on brightly colored animated films. Yeah. Like even yeah. going back, going back a decade or more, like I really enjoyed the, the 3D experience of watching Chicken Little or Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Sure. Oh, anything Pixar is is spectacular. Yeah, any of that, Cla- any Cloudy any modern, any any modern rendered out freaking computer animated yeah. thing, they have an advantage because they 
through easy. through software uh, yeah. can make the 3D happen without having to do some kind of weird after effect or filming yeah. it with throw, 3D cameras or throw a that. second camera in there and uh yeah. and, and it's much as a matter of fact it's about the only 3D movies I have are going to be uh, animated including the Polar Express I have yeah. it in 3D as well I I probably am probably the biggest lover of 3D on here I know Ibit has a 3D I hate TV it. but well yeah I projector hates it. We gotta, we gotta ask and answer the question: Would you care if I told you, starting now, you'll you'll never again see a new movie in 3D? No one's ever gonna do it again. Would you care? Would make, like, do I you wouldn't care. I absolutely no. would. I, I would. Care. I would. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a very real art to 3D, and most people get it wrong. But when it's done right, I it there's is there's such a submersive, this immersive experience for when's me. the last time I, you I went would've... oh man they did this right when was that when was oh it? uh uh the, the x-men uh which one was it? is it the first class i forget which one it was now oh really you saw that one in 3d weird yeah i saw several of them in 3d they anytime it's truly done in 3d and not post-processed live action mm-hmm. then i really enjoy it i don't think those uh, x-men movies are filmed in 3d though were they They'd have to be uh, if it wasn't post process. One of them was. Uh, uh, which which one was it? Hold on a second. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't remember that at all. But it, so I, I don't besmirch anyone else's love of the format. I just never. I never choose it. I never will choose it. If it dies tomorrow, I would go right, all right and just move on. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't Days think it's of Future Past was a was a was a really good mm-hmm. 3D experience for me oh, i wish days of future past was a good movie experience <laughs> yeah. it's better in 3d How's hey, it's that? better than it's better than x-men 3 also, yeah also i'll tell you also i think a lot of people uh dismiss 3d because 3d tvs came out and a lot of people got to 3d tvs i think you you have to really be you have to be really Im- yes this your field of vision has to be completely immersed mm-hmm. so i have a, I have yeah. a projector i have a 3d projector so i'm a 110 inch screen tv sitting close enough to it that the 3d experience really pops for me yeah that's uh, awesome um, part of my problem if i'm being i have to be totally honest here is my eyes have, have are have always been goofy my left and right eye are completely misaligned in terms of each of their visions and right. so when i have to wear a pair of 3d glasses either on top of glasses or f- without them it has never looked right so part of yeah. it is the text just isn't for me it's like saying We've got these hot new rollerblades for everybody but people whose legs don't work. Like, you know. I have two left feet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. But uh, I don't, you know, look, I don't want to take it from you. I don't want it to end tomorrow. I want I want I, Brian Dunaway to have 3D until the end of days. That's no, fine. I'm waiting I, for them to come up with a movie that that where the 3D isn't just a little add-on novelty. Where, like, there's there's an experience that you get from that film because right. it's in 3D. Um, I think Into the Spider-Verse probably, that's one I haven't seen in 3D. I saw it on an IMAX screen, but I wouldn't mind seeing that one in 3D. But um, but even that isn't quite what I'm looking for. I want something like, that's like, oh, because I'm seeing this in 3D, I get a whole different experience. You know, and, you know when you go to Disneyland and you go to Star Tours, yeah. mm-hmm. you get put into, a, you get put into a, a machine that shakes you around and lifts you and drops you and slides you forward and so on. Sure. And it's like a two-minute experience and then it's over and it's really good like you're you're just wearing 3d glasses and looking at a tv screen it's not like there's some you know but the whole experience of being lifted and moved around mm-hmm. it gives you these sensations that really make the 3d work yeah and i think without that it's just crappy 3d and what with it it's this amazing experience and i i always come out of that thinking 
Star Wars could be a feature film. Star Tours could be a feature film length. Mm-hmm. Like it might get a little grueling at some point to be constantly, you know, in a ship <laughs> flying oh, around. God. Oh, I could you know? not do two hours of being. Oh yeah, it would be. A, it would be bucket. But, but do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying <laughs> right. about the about the extra stuff? The other the other yes. things. Yeah. The interactivity that come like, with it for sure. But I don't. I still don't know if that's enough. There would have to be so much more. What, um, what about that deal with the honey i shrunk the kids thing in disney where they blow cold water in your yeah, face and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah like yeah. that yeah so yeah soren soren is another one that's over at california adventure and that that just flies you all around the world but imagine if you were like watching a film in that format and there was i, I you i don't need this the smell vision exactly, oh so i was gonna say was that's the best part of it is this the crap they spray in your face that, uh, that I mean, okay, smells but, like the orange grove you're flying over but like imagine if like there you could come up with a plot for an actual film that might be interesting and that get, would not and be space hunter yeah right oh, no for sure <laughs> yeah you'll notice we're really not talking about this movie scott <laughs> not yet not yet yeah i uh well speaking of which this is the movie uh it's uh I don't know what to say about this thing, except that it's got pieces of a, a ton of things I like. Like, they were clearly like, you know what? We should make a swashbuckling kind of Han Solo movie, but let's have it happen on a planet full of Mad Max people. Like, that's straight up what they did. Right. Like, and they even give you a little bit of Indiana Jones when he slides. Like, he finds a pyramid in the middle of yeah. the desert. for no reason. Pushes on the door, <laughs> slides into a bunch of uh, corpses. Face, and it's, face-to-face yeah. skull. It's yeah. like, <laughs> they even use Why a skull. Why did it bones? They even use the like, sound of R2 shorting out, like, I don't know with permission or not, but yeah, they... it was right in there, yeah. and and it's like, it, it's like, did they have to have all the screaming? It was a screechy moment. I hope you captured it, almost because I, I don't want to revisit it, but I just want, I want verification that there's a bunch of screeching for no reason. Where, in the <laughs> pyramid bit? I don't remember if I yeah. did or not. I might have. We'll have, to, we'll have to go through them, but, but yeah, like, uh, it's got, okay, so my favorite thing about it is that uh, and I, it's nice to be reminded of this, but Dead Horse Point and parts of Moab where this was filmed are some of the most alien-looking th- places in the in the country, in the world, maybe. So if you've ever spent any time in southeastern Utah, y- you you know what this looks like, and this movie uh, shows it off pretty well. It's just a crazy connection of strange cliff faces and odd formations and weird colorings and like it's a strange freaking place and that worked that really worked for me so so for me you know already a sucker for things like Tatooine and you know I like my desert planets um and I love you know Mad Max I love you know just desert yeah uh, big open deserty ruin is interesting it looks like they've they've nailed a whole bunch of crap to the outside of your vehicle yes I like that I'm a big fan of that there's also those weird motorcycles that were almost like balls or whatever those were cool yeah Yeah. so so some of this stuff is totally speaking my language but it's super dumb like it's not a good story it's Molly Ringwald I found her to be annoying every minute she was on screen. Mostly, she was directed yeah. to be annoying. Yeah. That's what that. That's what that's that was the thing. You know, even uh, Mark Hamill was very whiny. It was it was a very real thing during that time period to have uh, have teenagers be whiny. Yeah, it was just it a little was bit. The thing they did. Yeah, I I think that that was. I think you're right. But it's just oh boy, does that not hold up? Like that really, I could never get behind her or wanted to be excited about her journey. Uh, he's about as two-dimensional as you get for mm-hmm. a reluctant hero type Han Solo right. dude. Um, 
I, I would have liked for uh, Chalmers to hang around. I think she would at least brought something <laughs> yeah. interesting to the, you know, like an Android hot chick who got right. to get all your the, stuff you know, done. Uh, a robot android that's just hanging around my ship. Meh, she doesn't need to wear any underwear. That's no. totally fine. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. What, what would you do with your robot? You're going to have clothes. You're not going to go out and shop. It's like, I'm not shopping for my robot. Forget that crap. Yeah. But it, about sex. It was just about being thrifty. But then yeah. there was What's like... Weirder? Yeah. What's weirder, the guy who lets his android walk around his uh, ship without underwear, or the guy who goes out and buys underwear for his robot? Yeah, which, right, right. Uh, that guy wakes me weird, way gone. weirded out. Yeah, second guy is weirder. I'm telling you. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing about it though. It's such a dichotomy because on the one hand it's very paper thin, and on the other hand there's this production team. So there's the director and writers, and I think they really phone stuff in. By the way, there's like four screenwriters there. I don't know how together they couldn't come up with something better than this, but. They do their job, and it's pretty half-assed. The production team, though, it's all out. I don't know what the budget was at the time and what it would translate to it, today. But it was like six. Was it like sixteen million? And I mean, it had to all be put into that maze because oh yeah, that maze was freaking freaking Michael Ironsides and <laughs> his and his giant freaking nasty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's Those one clubs. of the coolest villains I've ever seen. Like I, I mean, it's super over yeah. the top and ridiculous, but it's also kind of rad. Like uh, fourteen million dollar estimated budget. Okay, and that's du- honestly, that's double that's double Star Wars just as a reference point. Uh, I honestly, <laughs> wow. I watched this. I watched this whole movie, and I have only thought of the name Michael Ironside twice. At the beginning, when I saw it, and just now when you brought it back up, I never actually thought, "Oh, that's Michael Ironside." I no. think that's actually a good thing. I I, I didn't get Michael. <laughs> you know, like, you know, what I'm saying I didn't get Michael Ironside. The way I got Ernie Hudson, yeah, I got right. I got this amazing character that was really uh, interesting. Completely and I wanted to agree. See more of. Completely agree. What, and he was really weird, man. Why? Why did Why did Ernie Hudson have a Corvette Summer? Because he was in <laughs> Ghostbusters like the next year, and that looks nothing. Nothing no, I like Ghostbusters him. came before this, didn't it? Uh, no, no, 84 Ghostbusters was, was 84. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. right. Okay. He's probably in production right. at the time this thing came out. So the same thing with uh, Ringworm, though. She was this. This was mm-hmm. right next to one of her teen movies. Yeah, but so. you expect that she's she's in the age of puberty. That makes sense. Ernie Hudson is in his 30s or 40s. So I mean, there was this weird to see him. Uh, he looks so young in this one. Then like the next year, he looks. I think he just older. ate a bunch of food for the next one. <laughs> I, I think I think this movie just ate him up. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying though. Like there is a real attention to uh, detail and weirdness, and and they really mm-hmm. go all in. That guy that's called the chemist, the the freaking yeah. the weirdo that's that's mm-hmm. making uh, Michael Ironside live forever and have all these augmentations and everything. It's really weird. Like it's all up my alley. Everything about that mm-hmm. stuff. So as far as I'm concerned. There is a splash of genius on this thing, but it's all in the, it's all in the production and not in the the storyline. The storyline just you have isn't to cut there. through a lot of cheese to get to that genius. You do, you really do. Yeah. And I want, I just say, have hats off to those guys for, and gals who who put that together, who made this thing look like this. Because I I think even today it looked real rad. You know that part anyway, or mm-hmm. most of that, mm-hmm. you know, chunk at the end, so that how much, final third. How was, much are you given that? How much you given that to Ivan Reitman? I mean, how much did the producer? None of it. Movie? I'm not giving any of it to him. I'm giving you it don't to. Think the, I'll give any of it? No. I, you don't even think like the <laughs> the vision to create this 
just to go balls out. You don't think that was well? Speaking of which, about, do you think was that was that was that Harold Ramis's voice at the yes, opening? Totally yeah, was Harold Ramis. Absolutely, yeah. he was on the radio. Yeah, yes. those yeah. are all those guys were all pals. Plus, you know, Ernie Hudson went from this to Ghostbusters. Ivan Ghostbusters. Reitman directed yeah. Ghostbusters, so you know, there's some connection there. But uh, I don't, I don't know who to thank for the stuff I liked. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I just liked it. I liked it a lot. Brian was right. Like the Ibbets said a long time ago, it's like nothing you've ever seen. And yeah. he's right. Like, as much as there's a lot of cheese and derivative stuff about, you know, Han Solo, Star Wars, and all this other stuff, there were things in it where I went, I've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> like, right. that yeah, is I mean, crazy. It's, it's fun. It's a, it is, it's a lot of fun for as, as bad as it is. And apparently early versions, or, or there's a work cut, or there's a European version, whereas Wolf's ship is uh, landing on this planet, mm. you actually see a parking lot up in the top right corner Perfect. Um, that they forgot to edit out. <laughs> Perfect. Out there, so probably some Moab, uh, uh, the dead, right. dead, <laughs> dead Horse right. Point Visitor Center uh, parking lot or whatever. Exactly, yes. Yeah, which also, by guys, the way, I don't think you can even get down there anymore. Where they were filming, I think now is not is off limits. You can't, right. um, they won't let you down there in that mm. basin anymore. Well, it was, it was off limits from uh, like 2000 until 2017. Uh, we we've had a we've had a really strange thing happen in the United States with nat, uh, national parks, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's yeah. one of, so, it was one of those things where yeah. where these guys managed to get some some shots that you're just like, oh wow, yeah. they're in a they're in a really special place that I you know like you'd have to go back in time to to get out in that part of that park. Yeah, that's true. Hey Scott, have yeah. you ever seen Battle Beyond the Stars, 1980? Um, Roger the name, Corman. The name is incredibly familiar but i'm not sure i could say i've seen it right uh if we, I've, we've never seen it here I, I that's what i was trying to remember and i i'll have you ever seen it any anybody else ever seen battle beyond I the stars i may have seen it it's funny because you look at uh, the imdb recommended page for uh if you right. want more like this battle yeah. beyond the stars space raiders ice pirates crawl cherry 2000 a lot of stuff that we have right. watched they all Barbarella. look exactly the same to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Battle, Battle Beyond the Stars reminded me of, of this. But this one was a lot, I don't know, it just seemed like, it, it just felt a lot creepier. Sexually, it felt really weird. Mm. And some of the some of the creatures, I, like those big giant bat babies that were coming down those tubes yeah. and were chasing, yeah. getting chased, that was the weirdest, weirdest crap I think I've ever seen. That was just, it just made me feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. wow, they stuff. were they were like the fat suit you know very clearly fat suit that were not hanging costuming. on them well yeah no but uh but still a very creepy scene i don't know what the you know is that like a a little factory where they make those little fat bat babies but uh, <laughs> fat bat babies <laughs> it, just, it just was it was just like because well we need something to fill in like we need some danger for them to have to go through before they get to overdog ah how about yeah. just some creepy fat bat babies i like i'm with you but this is a film that it it gives me these things I, that kind of put me off early on, and I never stop thinking about them the rest of the film. So, like, for example, our main guy has a sex bot. And uh, when we first meet him, he's having uh, problems. He's beating on his computer, mm -hmm. and he decides to go ask the sex bot to fix it. <laughs> and so he goes, and I mean, she is a freaking sex bot. She's not got any pants on she's like super conventionally attractive this kind of thing mm -hmm. and it's like i spend the rest of the movie thinking about that like why, why was that why did that where where did that you know well, and I, he was he was in major debt obviously for his sex bot yeah 
Those are expensive. That was a Those nice model. Not yeah. cheap. Yeah. Right. And when you're done with them, apparently you don't send them in for warranty or repair. You just melt them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, it's like, wow. all right, well, self-destruct. Right. What, what, the, what was he afraid? What was he afraid that she was going to tell other people if they brought her back to life that all of the kinky stuff he likes? I mean, he's like melt. Yeah. <laughs> melt. No, nope, I'm out. What's, what's, what's weird is that sex bot it, the, spends the rest of the movie right where he left her. She's like a fried chick in the bucket. Yeah. Just laying there. And then yeah. act, I looked up that actress. She's done a bunch of stuff and, you know, had a big career and all that. And I, I, I guess I was a little shocked how short-lived that bit was because mm-hmm. she's his Chewy, you know? Yeah, she's right. supposed to be around and, you know, let the Wookiee win and all that. There, None of that happened. Like, he, he was alone. He really was alone in space. He just had a robot. That's not really being with anybody. There's no real human connection there. Right. So, mm-hmm. so the movie, the movie is just, like, really doesn't know what to do with women. They're either... You know, sex bot or damsels in distress, tons of those. Or we start to maybe develop Molly Ringwald as like a whole person, mm. but we don't really want to, so we don't really do that. Yeah. Was she supposed to be was she supposed to be a person he was supposed to adopt? I have many questions. Like I, was yeah. was that the idea? And then it was like, I don't want to take care of you for the next two hundred years. Do we all get to live two hundred and fifty odd years in mm. the future? That was a lot of yeah, I don't me. think there was ever a, a point where they were saying, I think we're trying to develop a romantic relationship between I think they were teasing that because oh, it no, felt real I uncomfortable. So. I don't think so. I think they were just like, I mean, is it the best? Is it the. Yeah. Uh, this is it's a hard the call. Trope, it's the trope of the, uh, the, the, the rugged loner scoundrel right. who um, I don't need anybody and then finds somebody to take care of that, that shows him more about himself it, than it does about her. You know, it's right. like, it, it remi- that's it. It right reminded there. me of like, like dirty Dutch. dancing. Dirty, yeah, dirty dancing. dancing. It's like, it's like, okay, so she's kind of, he keeps calling her baby because she's younger than him. And it's like a, a, a baby thing, but she's got an attraction for him. And then he eventually becomes attracted to her. And I was just like, where are we going? Wait, this? does he become attracted creepy. to her? When did that happen? I missed that. Was What's that now? Was he showing dirty that he dancing? was attracted to her? Oh, oh, you mean oh, in Dirty, dirty dancing. dancing. Yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. not in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought you meant in this. I'm like, wait a See, minute. See, the, the problem is Peter Strauss is of variable age. And in one <laughs> scene, he's 30. And in the next scene, he's 60. Yeah. And I can never figure him out. Yeah, he's still that way. Yeah, I mean, once I see him in uh, one photo on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, you're like 105 now. <laughs> and they'll look at another one and go, oh, you're like 62. Like, he's he's still kind of got that thing going on, which is weird. Variable-aged man. And, like, that, like, I would have preferred if right out of the gate when they first met, they had asked each other how old they are so I wouldn't know. Because right. mm-hmm, I was right. tired of not knowing. Well, yep. they kind of do. He says, you know, so what are you? And she says, I'm a woman, you bozo, or whatever I'm she says. Woman. Yeah, a woman. Give me a break. It's about Peter. It's about Peter. It's about Peter. Anyway, he's he's fine. For the, we should talk about him for a second. Oh look, she's yes, got please. boobies. Is he? Uh, I mean, for me, Peter Strauss, because I never saw this movie. For me, he was just a guy I would see as a guest star on a lot of '80s television shows. So he yeah. would just kind of traipse through things like Dynasty or you know Dallas or whatever. You'd have like a one or two off kind of episode thing, and then go somewhere else. Um, you know, the modern equivalent today would be people that that wander through NCIS and and uh, special special victims unit and that sort of thing. Um, and that's kind of all I know of him. Like, I really don't know anything else. I more recently I saw him play somebody's grandpa on something and I, it wasn't very memorable or whatever. But I think he played the I don't know, it was kind of swashbuckly kind of dude. OK, I guess. I don't know. 
it's the most boring part of this film is him i yeah. think i mean all right let's say let's say ivan reitman did his poll with uh, ernie hudson and uh, harold ramis and said all right let's put let's make uh dan Aykroyd the swat the, the the main character the rogue scoundrel uh pilot how much better of a film would oh, this have been? put bill murray harold, in there dude what about harold ramis is the lead oh i would have i would have <laughs> That would have been the best thing I don't know ever. About that. I would have loved it. I don't know about that. You could have done Bill no, Murray and gotten away disagree. with it. Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have loved it. Go Bill oh, Murray. So supposed Dan- to get the overdog now? Dan-, <laughs> <laughs> Dan Aykroyd would have been weird. I think Bill Murray would have been okay. I think there's actually probably a lot of people who would have been fine. He has, I guess what I'm saying is he has the look, but he just comes off as super boring. You're right. I guess so. I, w- I was thinking about who else would have been at, at that age at that time, right? Like, you obviously you don't get Harrison Ford, or you're just uh, you know ripping Star Wars. So it's like Mickey Rourke. Would he have been? <laughs> hmm. I could, wow. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All then? Right, well, then you would have had the creepy sex scenes with Molly. Well, Ringwald okay, all right. So never mind that. Um, <laughs> he would be he'd be pulling grapes out of her belly button by midway or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Douglas had the other thing. He had his own. Yeah, uh, the, I'm forgetting the, the what the movie is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he would have been about right. No, like Robert Urich would have been. You know, you could have done a, like around this time. You could have had like a Robert Urich. You could have had. Uh, um, trying to think I, who else was in that. Like I. What I about, think the uh, problem. A dude from uh, Rockford Files. Could you have had a oh, James yeah. Garner kind of? Yeah, see, at that, at that could, time, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. And then there would be no question. I, I would be like, okay, I understand how old he is. I'm like, okay, yeah. he is more of a father figure in questions. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah. 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 But there's just really not a lot to choose from. Like, you know, like no. Nick Nolte would have been like Nick Nolte. And right. I, I don't know. Uh, Tom, how, about, know, how about the uh, bandit? You could have put the bandit in there. He would have been you know, tough. Uh, Burt Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, Burt Reynolds has been great. He was, oh, supposed gosh, to be Han Solo. he was supposed to be Han Solo anyway. It would have worked out fine. Yeah, been great. Yeah. Wait, Burt Reynolds? Shoot. Yeah, it was, it was between Burt Can, Reynolds and uh, what's his name? Uh, mustache. Uh, help Can me. you imagine Burt Reynolds Tom chewing? Tom Selleck, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds chewing his cud throughout this whole movie? <laughs> oh, my God. I would have loved it. I would have signed up for that. Yeah, I'd be all right with yeah. it. I mean, look, it's it's for whatever it's worth. Peter Strauss got the job. He filled the role. He did nothing special with it. And it's extremely forgettable. I got it. I got it, guys. Tom Selleck. It should have been Tom Selleck. Yeah, well, I was saying, we were just yeah, saying he's the he was one of the he was almost Indiana. In fact, he was the he's closest to Indiana Jones, wasn't he? I right. think he was. Right. Right. And he bailed and said, no, nah, yeah, I'm going to do Selleck this. Would have been great. He's like, I'm going to do this really Magnum P.I. thing and get a TV job. And that was it. It does make you appreciate how good Ernie Hudson is. The the few times you have him on screen, he's great. And it's and it, yeah. you know, obviously that's why I've said, Oh, pff, let's get, we need this guy for Ghostbusters yeah. for this for this kooky ghost movie that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. There is a scene where Ernie Hudson, for some reason in this movie, it's when he gets kind of duped by uh Jimmy John who Strauss. Yeah, punches him because he thinks he's he's knocked out and he after getting thrown off the car. And right. Ernie Hudson gets disarmed and thrown to the ground and then i've never seen a man or uh, let's just say this i haven't seen a man or woman (laughs) ever spread their legs quite so wide as ernie hudson does 
And I and I meant to capture it in some sort of gift form or something, and I just forgot to do it. it but it looks it looks like a, a gymnastics maneuver. It like, really does. Like, like it could go the, all the way doing around. Doing his floor routine at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, right. and it does. It looks like he could literally fold the other direction if he hey, kept hey, going. I can, I can see your scroties there. You might want to cover up. I mean, it sounds like it's nasty. It's not really, but it just it just seemed physically impossible what he was doing. And I just thought, right. man, Ernie Hudson. Look at you. I don't remember you doing that in Oz or whatever other stuff you've been in besides Ghostbusters, which isn't a lot now that I think about it. <laughs> and the Rucks of Cradle. Oh, yeah. And uh, Congo. Uh, lava Tubes, Congo. remember? Oh, yeah. Lava, yeah. Yeah. lava sure. Tubes. He was in that. Uh, all right. This was directed by Lamont Johnson. If you've never heard of Lamont Johnson, well, <laughs> I, you know, well, yeah, it's I'm with you. I haven't heard of him either, although I have clicked on him before and I don't know why, because it was a it was a visited click and I still yeah. can't figure out why I clicked on him. What you looked at, <laughs> why, what you were looking for when you clicked on it before. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he is known for a bunch of things, including the, the I don't know if anyone ever saw the Lincoln miniseries in the 80s, but he did that. Mm. That was a thing. Did it have uh, Matthew McConaughey rubbing his fingers together? No, I don't think so. Okay, uh, I must be confused. Yeah, it's not the wait. Rub, what is that? What? Is, wait, I want to know what that is that you're describing. What is that? I don't know what that is. Is didn't, there McConaughey? Didn't he, do, uh, didn't he do a famous ad for Lincoln? Oh, oh the car right. Lincoln, the Lincoln car. Got it. I gotcha. Nice. I'm dumb. Uh, also, I don't have TV, so that's probably why I never saw the commercial. So that's a, that's a good move. Good move. Yeah, uh, he directed an episode of Felicity, and then stuff reaching all the way back to the to the early fifties. So been around for a while, but kind of a weird pick. Most of this stuff is like historically accurate Lincoln thing, or here's the heroes of the past of the deal. Like none of it's he's not known for swashbuckling adventures. So this must have been a real stretch for that guy. So I just wanted to point that out about Lincoln, or sorry, Lamont Johnson. Lamonte Johnson, who's dead. What did now. you guys? What did you guys think about the the language of the people on this Earth type planet? Uh, what What did you think about that? Uh, it did it get any nerves as much as it did me, or was it kind of yeah? Because it's fake and terrible. Or, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's everybody that does these kind of future things tries to come up with some new language, new way of of saying things like. How will how will uh, language evolve over time when you right. uh, have all these new uh, planets being discovered and, and you know people coming from other places? So, eh, well, I, you I, have I, to. I, there's a skill I, to it. I think there's a skill to it. There's there's certain. Well, I, again, I would point to Mad Max Fury Road just for a moment. The way that Nux and all the War Boys spoke about mm-hmm, right. uh, Gates of Valhalla, shiny and chrome mixing that with visual weirdness like oh my gosh they're spray painting their face witness me these all this that sort of stuff is sometimes can be handled so well that you're like that's it sticks it's like a language that that memes forever it's fantastic and then there's this where and i knew early on because he's talking to chalmers in the plane or in the uh, ship and he goes uh yeah push uh push button five for the thing and she's like oh didn't they teach you anything at sector school training and like they're just using really dumb, really easy, I lame I, terms. I had to turn on closed caption as soon as Molly Ringwald started talking. I'm like, "What did she just say?" I don't. I wound it like three times. I'm like, "Okay, that's it. Closed caption on." Yeah, she was no good. I'm trying to brain, think of another. Brainworks was the only, but I, I did keep Brainworks. That's going to be something I have, I'm putting my Brainworks. Yes. Brainworks. Yeah. Trust words. Trust words. Yeah, trust words. Trust words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like those? Uh, 
those abomination looking pale white disgusting things that were shooting out of the tubes in the uh oh those the ones yeah. oh yeah yeah those are great those are I, I did like when they were pop sliding out of the tubes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was so. It was just flarping out of there, just flarp. Yep. <laughs> and they look like uh, there's a D and D creature we had to fight in our D and D campaign. It looks just like those guys, like well, empty I'll eyes you, and pale faces and all that. Yeah. The the Molotov kids though, the, the, that was I, I wanted more <laughs> of that. I wouldn't know what was going on. Mm. I, I really did. Was that? But was like, that what you were saying to me? Where you were like, "Hey, this has got a little a little taint of Thunderdome. It's not just thunder." thunder uh maze it's the but... Tunnel, but it's also the kids yeah i yeah. mean it's funny this movie came before thunderdome but it had some thunderdome some things that we'd see a couple of years later in thunderdome with the kids the molotov kids and of course the tunnel but by, by the way thunderdome another good example who runs by the town master blaster runs by like that kind of talk is right. cool and you remember it and you're like oh that's awesome this movie was like oh you're such a skiz a free uh, <laughs> or whatever she would say. I hated her stuff. All her little things yes, she'd say. Yes. Gosh dang it. They were, they were trying to parrot uh, you know, the 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 teen slang at the time, I suppose, which was going on and it just did not work. <laughs> well, as somebody who was a young early teen, none of right. it matched. Like wasn't even close to like real and it didn't yeah. sound cool. Like there was nothing about anything she said where I went, Oh yeah, I'm going to junior high tomorrow to say those right. words. Right. I, I did, however, I did appreciate the character naming. Good job on somebody because Overdog is a great. You think great so? Name. I feel like <laughs> it's like, like it. they're like, well, what do we? How do we do this? Uh, well, everybody roots for the underdog. How do we right. come up with somebody, somebody that nobody's gonna root for? I know Overdog. <laughs> I like it. it but right. what about what about Grandman Patterson, the chemist? Yeah. Well, he was supposed I mean, to be he was supposed to be King Creep originally, and then they changed right. it to Overdog. Yeah. King Creep is even worse somehow. It is it is worse, yeah. I, I think uh, that they did a poor job with, of naming. I'm going to just say that. I think that they could have done better. Are you a, telling a better Barracuda job. Leader is not? I mean, it's I want to say that every it's day. It's stupid. And his, name be, his name's Wolf? Come on. Like, come on, right. dude. Yeah. Just dumb. Ernie, what was Ernie Hudson's name? Uh, uh, Washington. Uh, Boy, that's some Washington. creativity. Hey, Washington. <laughs> it's like, if we're not going to go tropey, let's go racist. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go. Let's go straight to like the stereotype black guy name. Right. Sure. Exactly. Why not? Like the guy from yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter. Sweet. How about the, uh, so the hang gliding, uh, the method of retrieving oh, yeah. the. Uh, that was great. The limp dangling uh, girl the, eyes, which didn't it look like the, the guys were snapping their necks before they. I was curious about that because I was like, that's yeah. not how you knock somebody out. That's how you remove them from this earth or right. exactly. type planet. <laughs> They're making they're making the crack sound as they're turning yeah. these women's necks to the side. It's like, oh, okay, I guess that, I guess yeah. we just want them dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it was were, weird. They weren't messing around. Their bodies dangling from a hang glider. <laughs> I have to I have to ask though, like just before we leave the stupid names conversation, was this the movie that they were making fun of in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two with the uh, the taser face jokes? Because oh. it felt like it. Oh, huh. that's funny. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. This seems like a, this seems like a thing Peter Quill would be into when he was still on Earth. You know, <laughs> seems like a movie he'd be all excited about. Go tell his mom about and listen to his headphones. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing, and I, I don't know. I just feel like on the other side of it, I, I, uh, I would have been had I seen this as a kid. I would have been like, yeah, this is dumb. But I also think I may have been inspiring. Like, I, I would have yeah. walked away from it going, oh, there's so many cool visuals in this and the. Just the feeling of it, like it felt like you were in this desert thing and there's all these weirdos and 
I don't know. This obviously speaks to some of my. I just I don't understand. I I don't understand. We must have put some distance between us during the. It it must have taken until about the nineties before this kind of started coming back around again because I saw so much bad sci-fi on TV yeah. during the eighties that was just ran over and over again. I never saw this on TV. Well, and yeah. and remember, this movie has the plot of a Super Mario Brothers level. <laughs> there, there, it's just no, seriously, like that. There's there are reasons that you didn't hear about this movie and that you didn't end up getting to see it at the time. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah. It's very thin. It it is literally your princess is in a castle and you have to run. You have to drive along until you get to it, and then you have to fight into it and yeah, rescue. And then you them. have like a boss fight it. at the end, and the boss fight take you have to do three things three times, right. and yeah, no, yep. totally. You're absolutely and right. Molly, and then Molly Ringwald's like Yoshi, and you know you, <laughs> he, you try to ride her. And I even wrote in my notes here that he uh that the overdog is basically he's like a dead space boss like i played dead space one and two and those games had all these like weird augmented people biomass mixed with machinery and robotics and stuff and he's just like a dead space boss big long weird arms going the the only thing i didn't like about that i love the costume michael ironsides was amazingly creepy Mm -hmm. just as you would want him to be however a lot of the edits and cuts of him just moving around in the suit and it's like just flailing and i'm like what's he doing right now is he supposed to be pushing a button <laughs> he didn't have a lot of mobile he didn't have a lot of mobility so no exactly yeah. i can move my arms up and yeah. down ah, that's ah. about it he's the kind of character if this movie had more notoriety it's the kind of character somebody would spend two years making a cosplay yeah. for and yeah. it would still take yeah. like four people to run it at the at the comic-con like you could see that thing just trying to move down the hallway and there's like eight little people inside <laughs> making it happen but anyway it's it's uh interesting and they didn't you know they didn't go too cheap on stuff it felt like the jeep looking truck what do you call it the, the scrambler or whatever whatever you oh call his the car. his uh, vehicle yeah he had a name for it yeah. scrambler mm-hmm. or the reaper or something like that 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 thing was like two different ford f-150s all jumbled together with a bunch of parts slapped on it i like that kind of crap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh like, I just had way too much fun with it, man. I just had a good time. And by the way, for a gross thing in the movie, it was hard for me to find one because most of it was just... What? I mean, the, here's the grossest <laughs> moment for me, honestly, and I won't even make you guess. It's when Molly Ringwald eats finally, and then yeah, he gives yeah. her a blanket, and she goes and down her and rubs her, her, rubs her, her face and her mouth on her blanket. I'm like, that's not your napkin, you, ba- you weirdo bag. <laughs> that was... that was. I wish you'd asked me to guess because that was the thing... That, that, that was a thing that stuck with me for a while. Like mm. the the movie's going out, like she's waking up next to him, like she's spooning him or whatever. And I'm just like, oh man, her her mouth, her her dirty mouth from that food is pressed up against his back right now. Oh my god! Yeah, from uh, freaking dog meat and whatever that piece of bread stick <laughs> that, thing was. Come on, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't that wasn't a hot dog. That wasn't a hot dog. He says a hot dog. That was square hot dog. dog. In the future, hot dogs are long right. squares, long uh, pressed out. Yes. They're all made by Wendy's. Is that what's going on there? Wendy's <laughs> right. hot dogs. Oh my gosh, Weird. Wendy's hot dogs are square. Would be a really funny thing for Wendy's to do. <laughs> they should do that. That's funny. They should do that because their burgers yeah. are square. Why not? Yeah, square wiener. Every, everything should be square there. That's how that the whole salad should be square. <laughs> I think all, their salads are square. All the le- but, uh, all the lettuce should be cut right. into square sheets. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, chicken the bucket for me is going to be. Oh, you know what? We I need to play that because uh, we haven't played it in a while. So here's that lady screaming. Chicken the bucket for me is the three women who are trapped there. Now I know there's some resolution at the end. They are rescued and and are you know the bounty is 
paid, assume, I assume, and you know they're going to head back or whatever. I understand that. So they don't disappear completely. So there's a little bit of a cheat. But they are presented <clears throat> as somehow this is going to be really important. Here they are ejected mm. from that whatever the hell happened to that ship in the beginning. I don't even know what happened there, but it gets guided down to this still, planet. I was still trying to get my popcorn. I'm like, what's going on again? They get guided down to the planet. <laughs> they land there. They walk around looking confused. They get taken by the little scavenger people. They get picked up by the people on the hang gliders. Defying physics, I, I should add. And then uh, later on, they're sort of in peril, and he's making them get undressed or whatever he's doing, and then they get rescued. They are never, as what? a plot device, ever, ever explained as who are anything they? more. Yeah, it's no, they're just, just they're just random people who happen to be on that that uh, cruise ship. Yeah, right. And uh, everybody else, I guess, is okay. The other escape pods. No, no everybody no, else they, dies. They all they're the only survivors. Else died. Oh, yeah, they were the only survivors. Oh, that's, okay. yeah. That's all I saw was that was the only people who survived. And I actually liked the uh, the calm voice of of the uh, you know the safety. Recording ship, uh, while everything was going going to crap. So I, hold on, is this is this? Do not be alarmed. You yeah, have been yeah. traveling yeah. suspended in the Merrill Becker. But that's not that's not Egon, is it? No, 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 no. no. It's, oh, okay. it's a minute later. Uh, but but come back a minute. Come back. Come back. The come, very beginning. Coming, of the coming movie. back. Coming back. Very, very beginning of the movie is this long, long shot of looking down a glass of bubbly water. Yeah. And I was so frustrated <laughs> by it. Because you're talking you about can the star, see. the star, yeah. star yes. field. Yeah. Yes, you're looking down a glass of bubbly water. You're not flying through stars, and the way I can tell is because there's way more bubbles in the distance than there are up close, which is backwards. You should not see much in the distance because it's distant, mm-hmm. and the things should come into view as they as they get closer to you. And instead, because it's a glass of bubbly water, there's a lot on the bottom. And then it slowly dissipates as it comes to you. And I just like the whole time, I'm just like, this is not right. Why couldn't they figure out stars? Why is it so hard to do stars in 1983? Mm. I, I don't know why. I just like that really stuck with me and, and bothered yeah, me. And it stayed around forever. Like those credits were ridiculous. The oh, yeah. Well, and speaking was, of that opening funny. thing. Yeah. So the first thing we see is a metal, you know, a chunk of metal. And something is pressing really hard through the metal because it's 3D. So this is like, you know, hey, everybody, you're in a 3D movie. Let's yeah. give you something 3D. Mm-hmm. And then it opens, and nothing's pushing on it. And then the later letters come sailing through. What was pushing on that metal? I don't know. I don't yeah, know what see? that was. I didn't like it. Right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, I'm I'm confused. Yeah, I don't like that, that was either. Ernie Hudson crashing his. Uh, <laughs> Is that what it was? Okay. The only yeah. part of the movie where I really felt like they were shoving 3D in my face, though, was this uh, the guy with the needle, oh, yeah. space needle. Yeah, it was always yeah, the needles. The guy was super shaky. I yeah. mean, it was just- <laughs> he's holding it up oh, there in the camera, know. and the camera's getting all focused on it for like ten minutes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. This is 3D. I get yes. it. <laughs> there was a, there were several that. things like that. It just you had to you had to you had to be thinking like, what's the, looking for the 3D? Like uh, when we have the first bathing uh, bit where you know where he throws her in the pool and mm-hmm. scrubs her head because mm-hmm. she's apparently never used shampoo before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Which he conveniently uh, has in a holster on his belt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. of course. Everybody does. Who doesn't <laughs> yeah, have shampoo holster? I have some right I here right now. I love that shampoo so, holster. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ernie Hudson comes along in uh, you know, Mad Max Mobile, and uh, they're both freaking out about it. And there's way too much shots of it slowly turning and then coming toward them. And I'm like, oh, that was in, that was 3D. Mm-hmm. That, that, that 
car was yeah, coming anytime, off the screen. Anytime that the mm-hmm. point of it was kind of out in your face, I assume that was. I kind of lost track of him, though. The only thing was the needle guy for me. Everything else, I just sort of went, oh, okay, well, this is just a bad 80s movie. But you're probably right. There's probably dozens of moments where they were, you know, painstakingly poking you in the eye right. in 3D. <laughs> right. And I just missed it. But, yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't I have no desire oh. to see this movie. Well, again, period. But I don't want to see it in 3D. Forget it. And uh, I don't know why I stuck around through some of the credits, but the 3D coordinator had his own kind of credit right in the middle of screen. His last name was McNabb, which is the same name as the creepy villain. I just was wondering if that was some sort of coincidence. Oh, McNabb? It probably, it probably was uh, not a coincidence. You don't think so? Oh, the guy who made us have to try and do this thing in 3D. Let's make, let's name the villain after him. No, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we'll get him back <laughs> for this terrible thing. We'll make um, him the overdog. Anyway, so yeah, there's your movie. It's uh. You know, it's the thing. I, I I would actually say if people have Amazon Prime, which is where we saw this, uh, if you have Prime Video, I think you should watch it, even if it's just for film sack's sake, because yeah. oh, there's something here. You know, I don't know. I had fun with this in a way that I didn't expect to. Like, I'm not pining to see it again immediately, but it is the kind of thing that if my kids and I were hanging around on a weekend, we're like, what do you guys want to do? And I'd be like, oh, you want to laugh? This is awesome. And watch that. Like, I would do that. Uh, it's that kind of movie. So I think it's worth your time. I don't know how many people out there listening are like, oh, I never watched the movies you guys do. I don't know. But you should you should consider this one. Mm-hmm. Having, I, I agree with you, but I also looked around on Amazon Prime, and there's a reason why that, in the U.S. at least, that is a distant number three among streaming. Like, guys, you guys really, you should be able to do a, a better UI and, mm. and help me. Help me find your best offerings. Yes. Help me. Help me not immediately come across season three of Justified when you have better offerings that are movies that I need to be considering watching. Like, yeah, their discovery just, sucks, uh, which is crazy because you'd think the company with the best shopping discovery options ever would integrate that better into mm-hmm. their movie stuff and their recommendation stuff. I don't know why they don't do that. Also, the web interface for uh, Amazon Prime is, I like it for a couple of reasons. One, it's extremely fast. It, lo- it's, it loads really quickly. They've got some kind of weird buffer tech that they always tout. And it makes their movie start immediately or their TV show start immediately, which I like a lot. Um, and I also like their pause and then you have all this oh, detail. Oh, yeah, the x-ray. Yeah, yeah, the x-ray thing is really is best suited for desktop. It's okay for other things, but you know, a second yeah, like screen or whatever. My favorite part is the x-ray. But then mm-hmm. the the actual store on the web is just an Amazon storefront. I may yeah. as well be looking at underwear and and uh trinkets like it's doesn't it's okay. It's weird. <laughs> why why do you order underwear and trinkets? <laughs> well, if you if you add a couple trinkets to your cart, your underwear ships for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an add-on item. You just throw right it in. There. Add-on item here. Yeah. The trinkets are the add-on, it's, I should say. You get the you have to pay for like, that underwear. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you remember there was like a stretch of time between like 2005 and 2015 when games would come along and be a straight up ripoff of Diablo 2 or then later Diablo 3, like rip straight up. Yeah. Like Oh, yeah. We are trying to get you, the Diablo 2, Diablo 3 player, over here. Where it's cheaper. It may be a smaller game, but we're like we're giving you some something that's more we think is more compelling. Here you go. And then the controls wouldn't be exactly the same, and it was like it would make me rage. Like 
if you're going to rip off a whole thing, you have to make the controls the same yeah. because I already know how to do these controls. And now you're making me change and I keep hitting the wrong button. And, you know, keep using up all my potions or whatever. Or it just doesn't like, feel that, right. Like that's how I am yeah. with Path of Exile. That's an incredibly well-made game that I can't play because I don't think it plays as well as Diablo. So it's like that. Right. For me. So I go to Amazon Prime and I have the exact same problem with it competing with Netflix where I'm just like, oh, you guys are so close. Like you do kind of have the same sort of layout, but you're just not doing the stuff that Netflix is doing or even Hulu. Like I hate Hulu's UI, but I prefer it to uh, Amazon because it which, helps me find awesome movies faster. Yeah. Which which Hulu UI? Because every freaking oh. device I have oh, has a God. different That's the other problem. Yeah. Like, good luck. Oh, yeah, good luck. It's never unified across any of those systems. I actually think if you look at the, I could be wrong about this, but I think they're actually in second place in terms of subscribers and. Um, oh yeah, because everybody who has Amazon Prime is a subscriber, right? Well, so they're like, yeah, that's true. But they're. I, mean, all, I also think they're supposedly. I have. I don't know where I read this. Somewhere I read that they're in terms of selection, both third party and first party, that they're pretty close. And Hulu, Hulu's just kind of right behind that. I'm not sure about that, though. I'd have to. Hulu made a huge mistake years ago, which is they became known for ads, and that that's too bad because like I haven't seen an ad on Hulu in years and years because I pay to not see an ad on Hulu. Yeah. And, but like when you talk to people who don't have any streaming services, they all think <laughs> you know the same thing about Hulu, and it's a yeah, negative. it really stuck with them. It's I, I it's, just, a, it's like getting typecast as Captain Kirk. It kind of sticks with you. It's weird. But you're right. Like that's actually content-wise, Hulu's killing it. Like all of them are. They're all kind of killing it in their own way. But Netflix is just towering over everybody and saying, "Lick my feet" a little bit. At least anyway. right now. At least right I, now. I, hey, I but, just went to. But Amazon. they didn't have Forbidden Zone, did they? Hmm. No, they did not. It's, it's absolutely true. I'm just saying. I just went to Amazon, and it's like, hey, would you? Uh, here's here's the you know prime recommended movies. You could just watch this for free right now. Mars Attacks uh you know the burbs and it was like i don't know what amazon's doing there but uh maybe it knows you're a film sack host it knows that you just want (laughs) garbage that's what's going on maybe actually it works better than you think like mars attacks yeah Yeah. i'll bet if somebody else normal logged in they would see (laughs) you know a bunch of really oscar-y movies and all that stuff i'll I, i wonder if it's actually really working and you just it's just because I, you're a film sack guy. I also want to say I love that this week uh, everybody was getting a little bit hyped about Netflix releasing a Fire Festival documentary. Yeah. And so Hulu got a, a one made real fast and released it about four days before Netflix's. I just think that's so cool. It's like Amazon isn't even in that kind of game. Like no. they they're they're off doing this other thing and these two services are like fighting right in front of us. It's wonderful. Yeah. By the way, I hear the the one to watch is the Netflix one is what I heard. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. the Hulu one is suffers from the quick put together <laughs> syndrome. Um, the shoddy beat to market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. All right. I, uh, I have some clips to play from this movie. You guys like to hear them. Uh, for example, yeah, they just straight up lifted a Star Wars sound and I'm going to play it for you. So there's a scene early in the movie and I, it was, it was unmistakable. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> as the sound of R2 shorting out, which you did a lot in Star Wars. So here's that. Lame. Yeah. Yeah, that what is. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Here's a shorter version of it. They just totally stole it. They just lifted it. It's not even the same. It's not even the same studio, dude. 
and they just use an R2 sound. I drove me a little slightly crazy. It's like when he gets shocked and the the guys shoot him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jawas, I couldn't think of the name. Um, All right. So anywhere there's that. Uh, Here's what this stuff is current. I don't know what this is. Terra 11 atmosphere, E-type. Exploration commenced 2013. Planet-wide outbreak of PSI plague 2021. Oh, look at that. In 2013, some bad mm. stuff happened in a year and a half from now. Look out for the Guys, PSI the one PSI plague. plague. Yeah. Set your future a couple of hundred years in the future, please. Yeah. The PSI plague, the pressure per square inch. Wasn't that what <laughs> that is? Right, pounds, pounds per square inch, pounds. yes. So, <laughs> so keep your plague properly inflated or else you'll... Uh, <laughs> properly inflated plague. Road damage maker. I like it. Um, all right. We have, uh, I like this line. Well, find him yourself, Earther. We have blood loss here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have blood loss here. Uh, here comes Molly. Rue. Not the grand man. <laughs> I was hoping that grandpa guy would show up later, but no. Yeah. Well, he was done. Right had, it, that's because they had too much blood loss here. Yeah. Too much yeah. blood loss here. <laughs> Earther. All right. Here's, um, uh, Molly doing her thing. What the hell are you? What do you think I am, you scrawny earthbag? I'm a woman. An earther. Okay, you scrawny earthbag? Is that what she called scrawny him? Scrawny earthbag. Yeah, yeah, I think earthbag was what she said there. Okay. All right. I mean, I like space racism. I'm not sure this movie understands it very well, though. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, I'm into it. Like, if you watch a movie or a show like uh, The Expanse, again, another Amazon original, or will be soon now that it's out of the hands of sci-fi, but it's a fantastic sci-fi show based on these great novels. I've read four of them um they are really good at the space racism and it feels real and biting and and awful even though it's a it's all hypotheticals like people who are on or people who are born on space stations that are around the belts the asteroid belts all have weird shaped bodies and stuff because the gravity's that so weird there so they're mm-hmm. just kind of elongated and skinny and mm-hmm. lanky looking and and they're just treated like the trash of the universe and it's just purely because they were born there and it's great they really hammer that out and make you go oh yeah this is like racism and and ethnicity uh stuff but it's in space right so you're totally you can totally discuss those issues in a way that's that's a little more interesting because again space racism this movie tries to do some of that with the whole earther thing and you suck because you're from here and i'm from there or whatever it doesn't pan out they're not good at it here not in the forbidden zone. No. <laughs> uh, here's a uh, whatever. I don't know. What, this is a weird conversation between those two. So it reminded me of Star Wars. And then I want to know what she says here. So here you go. Well, this is my place anyway. So bone out. Whatever you say, princess. <laughs> okay. So the princess part, very Star Wars. Very yeah, yeah, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. But uh, very bone. Super Mario Brothers. But bone out. Bone, bone out. out. Yeah. She, was, bone she, out was, she was ordering chicken. That's how I like my, I like bone, my, bone, out. Bone, I like my chicken yeah. wings bone out. Uh, do you guys do bone in or bone out? Is boneless. If they give you a choice, what do you choose? Do you like bone I in? I prefer bone. Uh, Abs- I prefer my wings with bones. Yes, absolutely. So you, you say bone in. That's correct. Yeah, bone yeah, you in. say bone in, right? Yeah. When you, when Always you that, bone right? in. Yeah. Always bone in. There's some place that you say classic wings. I don't Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, classic or boneless. Brian Ibbett. You should yours your this is what you should say to people. You should say, Brian Ibbett, always bone in, but then make it short like <laughs> always, always be bone in, always A-B-B. be bone in, <laughs> yeah. And then wear that shirt a, to to Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, I have a friend who is a master wing eater, and it always amazes me when we go eat because he has this this move 
where he like stands the chicken wing on the end and then he just likes like like just pushes his hand down and like peels the whole thing all the meat off of it and the bone is just just the only thing that's left and he just makes it like a i don't know he kind of pushes it down like almost like an umbrella and all the meats on one end and he just goes ow and then he goes to the next one it's just the most amazing thing that sounds guys, great right I, what do you how do you guys like nibble like little corn well, I just, how you guys do i it? don't know I, I mean i guess i go for i don't know how i do it now that you say I it do, i don't I, know how i eat it i don't know so I, I, I am I'm a master wing eater, and I I eat each each piece in two bites. There's a bite on one side, and then a bite on the other side, and then mm. I'm done. And that's oh, it. you waste so much meat. Yeah, I'm with I'm with <laughs> Ibbot. I go master. to town. I'll nibble till I'm all until it's just the bone is all there is. Yeah, like the yeah. The, the the drum the drumettes. Eh, you know that's pretty pretty self explanatory. But the wings themselves, right. I I make a bite that kind of separates the two bones, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. two because it's mm-hmm. like it's like uh. It's right. a, two bones going together. I separate them, and then I kind of pull out the little skinny bone, mm. and then I eat that whole chunk of chicken that's like that's that's left over from having no skinny bone in there. Right. And then I go to town on the uh, the other side. Yeah. See, I'm uh, my oral skills are way more efficient, and I'm saying you're not <laughs> using you're not using enough suction on the meat. That's what I'm saying, Brian. I'm visualizing, I'm visualizing you're like Tom and Tom and Jerry when he eats a fish. He puts the entire fish in his mouth. Yeah, and yeah. Out perfectly <laughs> bone. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the way to. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, anyway, we need All to go right. to Wingstop sometime. Yeah. I think it's we'll, Wing Bowl we'll have, Seven. I love Wings. Uh, Deathmatch at Nerdtacular 2020. I'm into the wings, man. Like me some wings. I'll tell you, I love Wingstop, but man, they they need to like hold back on their sauces a little bit, like. It's hard to eat 50 wings when there's so much sauce on them. I agree. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't eat 50 I, wings either, I've, by the way. I've just, <laughs> looked up, uh, I've just looked up how to most effectively eat wings argument. Yeah. And, uh, I'm getting some good things. Yeah, I'm sure there's a also, yeah, watch out for Rule 34. It'll get you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any of what we just talked about. Here's another dumb thing she says. Uh, here you go. So if you give me some nibbles and take me wheeling, I'll track you to him. If you give me nibbles and take me wheeling. <laughs> take me wheeling. <laughs> Go back to the drawing board, you guys. That's terrible, terrible freaking planet language. It's just dumb. Uh, here's something about girls. Can you tell if they have the girls? <laughs> that guy, I, dude. Girls? <laughs> just sitting around in his wires and his goop going, oh, Does the girls they have scars? Yes. Any noticeable visible scars? It will be better if they don't. He likes it if they don't. He's weird. Uh, here's another one of him. Are they pretty? Uh-huh. And then are they... I do hope they're young and soft. Okay. All right there, buddy. Keep it in In your In case you guys didn't know what he is after, Mm. we need to just keep on going. Yeah. Until you're so grossed out. Yeah. He's gross. I don't... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. uh, It doesn't seem like the... uh, Like Overdog is functioning in in that department. So he's really just... (laughs) He likes to leer. He just... Yeah, yeah, he just likes to leer. He's like, oh, yeah, let me look at you. Exactly. He's got yeah. like a big Allen wrench that's all hooked up or something. He's got some weird. He's, the, don't worry. He can, overdog can get it done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, here's a line I just put gross, so I don't know what it was. Young girls are so much nicer to touch. Okay, that is gross. <laughs> Shouldn't say stuff like that there, bud. No, no. Uh, this was played earlier in the intro, but I'll play it again. If you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't. That's some really good advice. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Yeah, 
If you want to eat, eat. If you want to come with me, come with me. If you don't want to come with me, don't come with me. <laughs> you know, if that, you want to walk in the rain. Hour, tough. Yeah. <laughs> could have been an hour and a half of just that. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Look, if you want to beat the guy, uh, the, 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 the overdog, <laughs> then beat him. If you don't, then don't. All right, here's uh, who is Overdog. Overdog is our gracious lord and protector. Okay. He's our gracious lard, he says. I really like the chemist, actually. Yeah. <laughs> gracious lard. I do, too. I love, see, they got that right. There's a thing about when you have some weird overlord guy who's, like, maniacal and, and is being kept alive by weird means and all that sort of thing, you always need to have a slightly lesser in power, second in command type weirdo that's sort of fueling it all. Like your worm tongue type or your, I'm trying to think of another good example of this. Oh, I know what it is. Job of the Hutt's got uh, Bib Fortana walking around going, ah, yeah. dee, da, dee, da, like he's Bib Fortuna. Bib for sorry, Come Fortuna. I'm Fortuna. Fortana. Yeah, Fortana. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a guy in a speedo in the '70s with a tan. I like how you. I like how you didn't just correct him. You also shamed him a little. Like yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah it's all right. Oh, no, have, you, have you never have you never listened to TMS? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, this is new to anyone who hasn't. Um, let's see. How about uh, what's this? Who is oh, wa- uh, a watcher problem? What? Okay. What's your problem? Oh, that. Oh, she annoys me. What's your problem? Ugh. I started yeah. to do that in my greeting, and I realized that I am. I refuse. No, I will <laughs> not be this whiny. While mm. trying to make jokes, you're not going to be it's that like, guy. Right. I I wonder I wonder why she didn't refuse. Like Molly Ringwald, the actress, say to these guys, guys, you're making her too whiny. This is ridiculous. Yeah, she's still doing stuff. I was looking at some some current things she's in, and oh, it's just a reminder that time passes. She is. Oh, uh, well, does yeah. Yeah, she looks like your mom now. Just how it is. <laughs> well, not quite like my mom, but anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Here is she's uh, on that uh, Riverdale <clears throat> apparently as a regular. She's somebody's mom on Riverdale. <clears throat> Riverdale, the oh the the Archie deal. The Archie's TV show, yeah. I haven't seen that. Everyone says yeah. Luke st- Perry, Molly Ringwald. I mean, it's like, hey, were you were you popular yeah. in the eighties? Come I, work at Riverdale. <laughs> wow, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed parts of you it. Like it? I've heard I've heard people yeah. like it a lot. I don't know. It just sounds twisted to me, but whatever. Here's uh, uh some pirate music. They liked this a lot. I mean, that may as well be a Pirates of the Caribbean um, movie um. right there. Uh, a Ghostbuster appears. I didn't fall for it when we were in training. I'm sure not going to fall for it now. So get up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He fell for it. He totally he did. did. He totally f- he fell for it two seconds later. <laughs> yep. And then he said this. Lava tubes. He said lava tubes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I was waiting. I actually, I actually, there was a time when I forgot what that was from and i was like is this the lava tubes movie <laughs> nope it was congo i think congo wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it, was it was definitely congo yeah here's something about a fly on the window you like fly shit on the window first little breeze that blows and you're gone that's good wow. that's that old saying you know you're like yeah. fly yeah. shit yeah. on the I window use that all the time. Yeah. you're like fly shit on the window <laughs> first little breeze and you're gone that's a good thing though you don't want fly yeah, poop so. on your window no no for sure yeah let the wind blow it's fine uh, this is uh, this is the part of the movie that would remind us how uh, how Big's har- uh, early hard drive sounded. So check this out. Five hundred megs. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. Five hundred megabytes. Woo! 
What were they called? Okay. Mega credits in this? I think. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. three thousand mega credits. We were we were led to believe that's a lot of money. Mm. I'm not so sure now. I like space currency. It just seems like it always defaults to credits of some sort. Star Wars mm-hmm. uses credits. Mm-hmm. Um, most most things use credits, and I feel like it's a little yeah. lazy. I need more gold press latinum and weird, you know, right. weird currencies. Right. Oh, I love space currencies. It's so cool. All right, um, here's a what's this? Hold on. Oh, there it is. Okay, this is racist. Now I wouldn't say this in polite company. Here it is. I mean, anybody smart would have melted that black scab and cleaned him bare. Melted that black scab and cleaned yeah. him bare, <clears throat> referring to Ernie Hudson. Right. Mm-hmm. Not Why do you very... have to bring black into it, Molly? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Jeez. I hope uh, Bender tries to bite your underwear one day. <laughs> uh. Not the robot, but the actor and the character yeah. bender. Anyway, hey, check this out. Overdog and his basic needs. What gifts? They are my basic needs. Okay. Jeez Louise. Wow. Uh, wouldn't really know that was him if I hadn't... If it hadn't said there that Michael Ironside was in this and that he played that character, I wouldn't know. How would you know? Mm-hmm. No, no. He's so no. buried under makeup, you you mm-hmm. can't. And we just saw him in Alien. Yes. Uh, no, in Alien, uh, Terminator uh, Salvation. Salvation, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Just uh, mm-hmm. look at that. One side of the career and the other. Um. All right. Here's the argument. I'm curious. Does your guided tour include getting me back to my scrambler? Without doing battle with a bunch of Amazons and dragons? You always got to use those scazzy words, don't you? Scazzy words! <laughs> Oh, we didn't even talk about the ninja, the hot ninja Amazon underwater ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yes, yeah. that was there was there. Uh, we need something to look like Dagobah really quick. Quick, come yeah. up with something that looks like Dagobah. Yeah, this looks like Dagobah. And then let's have hot ladies come out of the water like freaking <laughs> Navy SEALs. And uh, that was right. weird. What a weird thing. Uh, but I, I kind of like that because, again, it was like, oh, I've never seen this before. This is weird. I kind of liked it. Anyway, here's uh, which way to go. You think I don't know which way to go? Oh, she's annoying. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, here's those kids. They're kind of they're <laughs> they're kind of chicks in the bucket too, because you never get any real resolution right. there. Um, they blow up stuff and then they then they're gone. And Final, then they go sing. They go to a different campsite and sing. Yeah. <laughs> Final clip here is Ibit on uh, prom night. Uh, oh, this good. is some re- oh, recently. I haven't had one of these in a while. Yay. Yeah, it's been a while. Your mom's been slow to get these to me, but she finally got me a new clip. And um, this is, I, I guess, this is audio of right after the girl says, "Please take me home." And it was a little early. It's probably like eleven or something. And this was your response to her. Are you ready? Here you go. You don't understand. I'm very old, and I need you. Jeez, you were wow. Yeah, you were scary yeah. as a teenager. I don't know. Scary as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> what what day scary. of the year is your birthday, Brian? Is it? Uh, August second. Okay. All right. So you were actually you were actually the youngest in the class as opposed to the oldest. Yeah. I was. Yeah. 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 Well done. Chocha. All right. That's the end of that. <laughs> it's time for this. It is the sound, uh, the sound check, sorry, the film sack checklist. Uh, Han Solo in the Mad Max zone. Got it. Nailed it. Check. Uh, all Perfect. weird desert movies should be filmed in Utah. Double check. And finally, 
Overdog might be the weirdest villain villain in any movie I've ever seen. Check. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen a weirder villain. He's mm-hmm. really weird. Like I'd put him up there with like Clive Barker, or Pinhead style, like just weird. Pretty good. Yeah, an original, very original. Uh, Trek connection, none, according to Daryl. Zip. He says there's nothing. And I thought for sure Ironside was in a Star Trek thing or something, but he hasn't been. It does seem weird, right? Like he should have been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Starship Troopers probably is what I'm thinking of there. But uh, he's he says it is a dearth of nothing. No actors, nobody. Just... So. Chalmers, man. Chalmers seems like like could have just been a character in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. What a terrible name yeah. for her, though. Chalmers. Chalmers. Yeah. That sucks. Did he get her? Did he name her? Did he get her unwrap her and go, okay, here's my hot sex robot. What do you want to name her? Chalmers. Chalmers. That sucks. Like, the unwrap her part is funny, though, <laughs> to imagine her like being in like a, a sealed bag. Yeah. And he's right. like, oh, I need, this is one of those that doesn't have the easy open. I could do some scissors. Damn yeah. it. Uh, do you have an Allen wrench? Yeah. This vagina's loose. All right. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, let's uh, let's say that the oh a soundtrack uh, great. I give it a P for poop. I thought it was bad. It reminded me of um, what's the uh, oh the other space one we just saw? Oh, Ice pirates. Ice pirates. Very yeah, like dun 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 and then yes. that music would kick in, and I'm just like, oh, okay, really? That's not how you should do this. This is bad. Like, maybe some of the more softer, quieter moments were fine, but every time there was action, it got real stupid. So good job. Pee for poop. That's what I'm giving it. Pee for the poopies. Uh, let's do the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Ivan Reitman hoped to start up his own James Bond, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Star Trek, Road Warrior, and Space Movie franchise, but (laughs) failed to follow the formula. Molly Ringwald was supposed to have special powers. Why you no give Molly Ringwald special powers, movie? Yeah, I agree. That's the question of the ages. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Ah, space hunter adventures in the forbidden zone. Like fly shit on a window. Hey, it's not coming off. Emergency windshield wiper fluid procedure number one. Nope. Again. That's ah, just making it worse. We have blood loss here. Again. Oh, Is that all my characters? Yeah. Your oh, non sequiturs. Yeah. <laughs> your non sequiturs are the best. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. And I decided not to change it. Space Hunter 3D Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Hey, if Captain Wolf plays games on his Android pilot sidekick, would that make her Super Nintendo Chalmers? Ah! Just forget, I said that thing at the top, and it all works. It's perfect. Yes, exactly. I like it. It's Uh, all fine. Hey, just as you guys were talking, I was handed this. The alternate title was almost called Overdog's Happy Fun Time Maze of Wild Adventures. (laughs) <laughs> wow or this was the other Which one was. 16 cadavers oh, oh, cadavers. yeah sure. i couldn't think of a better word with a c and that wasn't cadavers yeah. i couldn't think of anything for, for the it could be say it for the beginning when he enforces the bath on her <laughs> yeah. it could have been called 16 manhandles no that would have been bad that's that's good oh where was randy when i needed him last night that's good 16 manhandles <laughs> yeah it really does it's a, that's that's like that's going to stick with me. I'm going to have a hard time not thinking about that one part of the movie mm-hmm. with 
with the enforced ba- bathing. Yeah. Also, yeah. if anyone's out there looking for a free porn title, I think 16 manhandles is uh, up and available. Is it not? It's got to be taken. 16 manhandles. <laughs> you know, that was the most, for it. you know, the, the forced bathing was like the most Western part of this movie. It always seemed like every time I see an old Western, always somebody getting forced bathed. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I searched oh, for that. Right, Guess yeah. what it said? Here's the res- first result for 16 manhandles. Uh, a video oh that says, how- why did you look it up? It says how to lose weight or sorry, how to lose love handles and excess weight fast with a deck of cards. What? Yeah, I don't, hmm. don't want to look at it. That's kind of that confuses me. Yeah, no, it should. Yeah. I think it should. It's real dumb. Weird. Uh, let's get to an email we got from a listener. These come to us at filmsack at gmail.com. This person's name is Brendan. And he says the following. Hey, film sackers during your district nine episode. It was great to hear you talk about some of the best recent sci-fi films, especially when you mentioned Arrival and Annihilation, two of the best movies of the last two years, in my opinion. I still haven't seen Annihilation. I need to, I need to watch that. That's great. That's on Amazon I'll Prime, actually. I'll my copy. It's on Prime, I think. I'll just watch it there. Oh, yeah. It it's is, on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. They just yeah. aren't good at telling me that. I, I recommended that while I was looking for the sixth season to justify should, it. Uh, should, <laughs> we sa- should we sack it? That's my question. No. Should we sack it? No. 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 It's too new and Fine. too well okay, thought of. Okay, go on. Anyway, Email. Annihilation especially affected me deeply and had me quickly reading the trilogy it is based on after I saw it. Uh, I am even advising my students at the college where I teach to watch this Natalie Portman awesomeness to get a better sense of what makes us human and also give, uh, sorry, and also to give me more people, give me more people, that's what he wrote, just to discuss the movie with. Oh, okay, I get it. I'll give him more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting annihilated, what movie are you watching for your 420th episode? I just counted up the weeks and it seems to coincide perfectly with April 20th this year. Oh no, really? <laughs> he says, may I suggest either Friday streaming, uh, streaming on Netflix now or the method man and red man's hilarious weed romp. How high sincerely, Brendan smoking teacher, smoking hot teacher of, uh, college yeah. kids. Um, I, that's awesome. We should do a pot related yeah, episode. And, yeah. And I, I would, I would half actually baked. like to go for something a little better, like Pineapple Express or Half Baked. Half Baked, Half Baked. Yeah, Half Baked's good. Half Baked's great. I'm, um, I'm, I put my vote in for Half Baked. And of course, like, like for this generation, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is a is a good choice. Is it though? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I have come to see The Big Lebowski as the ultimate oh. 420 movie. It's and pretty streaming. great. I just watched it. I watch that movie about once a year, and it's always good. It might just be, well, whatever. It's almost perfect, that movie. Anyway, thank you it's for good. reminding us. Good. Yeah, this is something that I noticed uh, making our future schedule, that 420 was going to be sort of around 420, and maybe we should do something. We uh, totally should. We, awesome. we will. We half, probably Half-baked, baby. Love that. Half-baked. That's where we're going. Yeah, half-baked. But, most of us now confused. Yeah. Most of us now live in states where we could just legally get high while we're recording film sack. Uh, two of you, yeah. Brian mm-hmm. and I would be uh, Dunaway and I are out in the cold on that, but you two could mm-hmm. totally bong it up. What's ironic is neither of you are pot smokers yet. You live in these mm-hmm. states that encourages you now to do it, but you don't anyway. I I mean, I don't the, know if they encourage. It's almost <laughs> as if though. But listen, it, Scott, this is my Scott. point. It's almost as if the the fear mongering that if your state uh made recreational marijuana legal that everybody would become potheads it's almost as if that's not true and scott no nobody smokes it anymore everybody 
consumes edibles. Like the smoke is a, that that just doesn't happen. That was that was the thing. the The worst rumor uh, that was proven untrue was. Uh, as soon as this thing gets legalized, there's just going to be pot smoke everywhere. You're not going to be able to go outside because there's so much pot smoke. No, everybody's eating it. It's totally over. Well, I will say this. When I was in Anaheim for BlizzCon a few months ago, there was a time when I was walking on the road toward the House of Blues that some car went by and boy, oh boy, were they smoking it. When I was on the road walking to the House of Blues, it was something else. That stuck that's a song with lyric. us. Yeah, <laughs> my my jacket smelled like pot for like six hours. It was really something. That car. I don't know what they were doing in there. Smell I'll me, tell you Kim. where. Smell me, Tommy Chong. Where I've abs- <laughs> where I've absolutely failed in my predictions is my prediction years ago that we were minutes away from every Las Vegas casino being just filled with pot smoke. Mm-hmm. That somehow hasn't happened. I yeah. don't know how. Yeah, it's all that under. All just full of gummy bears and cookies. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we will see what we can do, Brendan. And if you have a thought like Brendan or anything you want to say to us, you can email us, filmsack at gmail.com. Our next film, uh, Randy refused to tell us at the top of the show what's on the schedule. No, it's just I refuse to tell you because I didn't want you talking about it until no. this part of, the, part of the show. All right. All right. So next week, folks, we're finally going to endure another watching of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, my oh, Lord. It is, it is time. It. We we have to do this. We have to sack this thing into the ground, and then we can get on with our lives once and for all. I hope what happens to me is that I <laughs> I get to the end of it and realize that there's more. There's something okay about it because I have such hatred for it that I really right. hope I'm. I hope that was I just think- the theater and the hype and the timing yeah. and whatever of 08, and now I can see it with fresh eyes. I don't know. I think the hype really hurt it more than anything. I I think it's not. I don't think it's as bad as it's I think it, I think it's as bad as we remember and maybe worse. Yeah. Maybe. I, 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 I fear time, that time is well, you know what? <laughs> just just crawl in your fridge and uh, I was just about leave, to make that reference. So leave what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking aliens. It's so dumb. All right, we're doing that, I guess. It's uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Last Butthole, and it's coming next week. Right Crystal here. Skull. Crystal Please Skull. watch Crystal Skull. Yeah, don't watch don't, Temple of Doom. Don't or... watch the others. Like especially, don't watch the third one before the fourth one. My gosh, don't do that. No, don't no, watch. No. Don't watch sixteen manhandles either. No, <laughs> no, and don't learn how to do it with a deck of cards or whatever that was. How to how to do it with a deck of cards. <laughs> All right, uh, that's probably a thing, and I don't want to know about it. Uh, so anyway, that's our next movie. That's next week right here at FilmSack. If you're looking for all things FilmSack, we have a website, FilmSack.com. You're welcome to hang out there, copy or copy comment on the blog, uh, post that we do for every episode, find archives, check out the YouTube channel. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Sorry, YouTube shut us down because they think when we use clips that we're being illegal, which is super dumb. Uh, so mm. we're not on YouTube anymore. But all the other stuff's there, including all the uh, links to all the old shows. So check it out. That's at FilmSack.com. Uh, you can also email us filmsack at gmail.com or on Twitter at filmsack and you can leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. I hate it when they have missing limbs. We'll see you next time. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You think I don't know which way to go?